Well, John, happy Ada Lovelace Day. Happy Ada Lovelace Day to you, Scotty. I'm so glad you bring that up. That's there. It, that, that is a woman who is one of, of, of several that are just not at all well-known enough in the fields of computer science without a, a field that wouldn't exist without them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Uh, um, I guess we ought to start by, just in case some people don't know who Ada Lovelace is, we ought to at least give a brief explanation. It's all you, Scotty. <laughs> okay, so she's generally considered the... Um, uh, possibly the first computer programmer uh although she would have never seen a computer and was many many years before um computers ever existed uh however she produced maybe what could be considered the first algorithm that was intended to be um run by a machine because she did a whole bunch of math work for babbage who is generally seen as you know the inventor of one of the first computery type machines Indeed. Do, do, you, it makes me think of, of the great show Connections, which I've talked about before. But uh, the, all these great inventions that exist in history are, are always these twisting, twisty, turny tales that, that mate one technology with another and then the offspring is delightful. And it loves – if you read – I'll put a link to a brief biography of her in the show notes. But if you read it, it's – it's great how a lot of the arguments we have today are still there. Some people will say, well, she couldn't really be this because she didn't understand that very well. I think I think one of the big arguments was her understanding of calculus wasn't that great or something. But it's like, uh, yeah, we've got this whole argument over who did this and who did what, and they weren't very good at this. And it you know, went on, and she was um, – I mean, she died at 36 years old. I mean, and it's always a wonder when you hear um, about people like that, that, you know, what – what might have happened? What uh, would the computer era have been more advanced quicker if she'd lived to a full age or something and, and done more work? You, 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 or maybe other people, she did what she did and other people took over who were better to take this on anyway. It's it's always hard to tell, but uh, it's um, great to celebrate these people. And I think especially with the current debates going on in our industry, it's... Uh, um, great to celebrate a woman who was the founder of our industry. Indeed, indeed. There, there, I did actually come across an article. I will, I will hunt it down because it talked about her and it talked about Grace Hopper. It talked about you know all the the, the women at Bletchley, you know. Uh, so I think that uh, yes, people need to know about this. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, and actually, if you've never been if to Bletchley Park and um, you're coming to the UK on a vacation. Highly or to go to NS conference. Or to come to NS conference, yeah. Um, highly recommend it. It's a great day out and you learn loads and um, a whole bunch of people whose names you're never going to know who did amazing work that has changed our industry. So uh -huh. there we are. Well, John, you've been a real miserable git for the last <laughs> few weeks. You, you've been bitching on about your problems like, you know, like you, you were about to jump uh, off a building. Yeah, exactly. um, you know, speak to me something about something cheery. I'm not even going to give you the chance to be a, be a moan bag this week. You've got to speak about something, <laughs> something good that's happened to you. All right. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, one of the great grand and glorious features of Xcode 6 that just works bang on perfect 
is the ability to use vector graphics, use vector PDF files and have them rendered automatically at all the right sizes uh, by Xcode itself. And this is kind of funny because it's something that had been hinted out for a while because, you know, you, you, you could certainly load a, a PDF and, 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 and display it, right? That, that's been available for a long time. So people are saying, well, for, for PDF, you can make almost any type of, of, of artwork you'd need in an app. Wouldn't it be great if you could just use that? And from what I can gather is like, still PDFs can become quite, quite expensive to render. And ultimately still you need to turn it into a bitmap. So the system that they have now almost reminds me of, of, of arc in, in the way that, that it, it, it solves the problem in that, you know, you're on the desktop in Xcode, you can render the most complicated PDF possible. And Xcode has intimate and loving, deep, intimate knowledge of all the different sizes <laughs> of, of artwork that you might need. The two X, the three X, the eventual four X, the half X, you know, the, the whatever X, and instead of having to have all these different uh, renditions of it that are pre-made, you can just say, here's my PDF, and it can scale in, in whatever sizes is needed. And so this works hands in hand with the new kind of image assets, you know, the, the assets, I forgot what you call it, but the, you know, kind of the assets uh, collection that you can have now in Xcode. Um, and so I had happened across an article, I don't know who sent it to me and how I found it, but it was on Medium, and it comes from the, the good folks at Martian Craft. And so this lays it out in, in just so simple, even a moron like I can do it. And I tried it out for the first time, I guess, uh, not this past weekend, the weekend before when I was taking a prototype app that I'd made. And these beautiful uh, graphics had been made for me in PDF. And I could just layer them in and it just worked. It just worked. It was so refreshing, Scotty, because I've been experiencing a lot of things that ain't just worked, but this one did. So I don't know. Uh, somehow there must be one or two people working on Xcode who are responsible for this. So on the off chance that you're listening to this or somebody who knows them is listening to this, please give yourself just a great big hug and, and, and a beer or coffee, a dinner or whatever uh, from me. It, it, it was such happiness. So is this Xcode dependent or is yes. it uh, as opposed to being iOS version dependent? Or? No, it's, it's Xcode. So whatever the target is. And that's what's so great about it because you can just basically – part of, I guess, the reason why people didn't notice is probably they were busy looking at other things. But there's just a little inspector item that you have to do when you, when you, you know, uh, drag in a PDF or import a PDF, it says, okay, I've got this PDF and now what do you want me to do with it? And so you can say, well, I want to render it as vector. And then you have this option of, of creating universal graphics, um, in which case it knows how to, how to do it for the various targets that you have. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, it, the end product is still a ping file, but it manages it for you. You don't. Okay. So you, um, so it has to be PDF. Yes. Um, but it has to be a PDF of vector images. Well, and then, well, I mean, technically speaking, it does. I mean, so that's the other thing too, is that, you know, uh, not to get too pedantic about it, but, you know, a PDF file can, could be an image, it could be text, it could be pure vector artwork, or it could be some combination thereof. Um, and so PDF files could potentially could get rather large. And I think that's one other reason why you don't necessarily want to ship the PDF files to be used to render the graphics. But you don't really care if you've got, you know, 10, 20, 30. I mean, who cares? I mean, it's, it's all in version control. That's not what you're shipping. You could have potentially hundreds of megabytes of very, very lush uh, PDF graphics, which are combinations of, of, of nice vectors, but maybe some some organic textures that, that are bitmap artwork uh, in there and, and all the type that you want embedded in there. And so you, you, you know, that, 
all that has to do is, is to be rasterized. And of course, when it's rasterized and turned into a nice little ping file, then that becomes quite small. So what actually ships with your app is still the same small size. It's just that you have a master artwork to work from. And sorry, you might have said this and I missed it. So at what point does Xcode do the conversion? Is it during at, build, at build just into at, the final product? Yeah, at build time. So you never see the uh, the PNG files no, or the ping files. No, you no. you just well, you could see them by opening the final yeah. package and having a look. But uh, so you they're don't not worry about they're it. not. It's not like a, you import and it does it once. Yeah. It does it every yeah. time you build and produces a. Yeah. That's really cool. It's really cool. It's really really cool. It's the best. It's nice to hear you happy, John. I'm so happy with this thing. Can I tell you how happy I am? And, 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 you know, I tell you what, it's like the glow from this working in, and I, I almost wish I could, I should probably send a screen grab of, of me sharing this link, uh, you know, uh, uh, by email with, with, with our, our designer at Findry. And she's like, yes, 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 yes. Because nobody, I mean, nobody likes to do this nasty work. And in fact, a lot of what she does, a lot of iconography starts with, with, with sets that are out there that are purposefully built as, as vectors. You know, they may be SVG, they may be PDF, um, but they, that's a very common thing to do, and and it is so annoying to to have to do this. No, 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 you know, designer wants to, to do production artwork. I mean, maybe I don't know, who knows, but it, it, they are, are very separate things. My experience at working at, at MX is that the, the, the you know production artwork. Somebody who knows how to take a layered Photoshop file or a series of kind of master assets, master artwork, master files, and then turn them in all the different permutations needed to, to, to create a, you know, a, a universal app. When you think about the different sizes for iPad and, and iPhone and all the different screen resolutions, it's, it's very mistake-prone and just so tedious. And so you know, let, let somebody work on what they like. And in fact, this is what software is supposed to do. It's supposed to do repetitive, dumb stuff and do it flawlessly. So this, it's just the right way to solve this problem. In the same way that Arc, I think, was the the right way to to, to handle memory management, you know, not to open up that bag of worms, but you know. Yeah, but it's you, it's a case it's the they same. they got there. I'm surprised I've not you know surprised I've not heard of this before. Maybe maybe we're just the last two people in the world who hadn't heard of it, John, and that's why we've not heard anyone else talking about it because they all spoke about it months ago or something. Uh, I don't, honestly, I don't think so. I don't think that this is widely known. If it if if it is, then I'm happy to be an idiot. But uh, I I don't think this technique is widely known. Cool, cool. Well, you were mentioning things that were tedious. I want to talk about something that definitely wasn't tedious. I was at uh, the Singleton Conference in Montreal over the weekend. Mm. Um, had a great time hanging out with uh, around 150, 160 uh, people for a conference that starts Friday night and finishes Sunday afternoon sometimes. Um, not sometime, sometime. Oh, you know what I'm saying. Um and it's it's been great. I've been for the last three years. This is my third year. They they've done four, um, and there were some uh, some great talks there. But before I talk about any of those, it was just then it was sad really because at the end of the conference they announced there will be no more. No. So, Why not? They ran out of smoked meat in Montreal. <laughs> the poutine was just uh, <laughs> uh, well. Um, Luke Vandell and Scott Morrison and Guy English who who run this they are um, they're all. Uh, they all developed their own products uh, quite successfully, and we know how demanding you know that is. And I think after uh, four years, as much as they love the conference, um, they see it much as you know very much as bite, inviting a whole bunch of friends around for a weekend in Montreal and having fun. Um, you know the the workload behind the conference is is enormous, um, and I think it was just a case of they. 
you know, they would now like someone else to to take up the mantle, and and they've done four years, and and it was pointed out actually, you know, um, C4 lasted four years and closed for quite similar reasons. Um, second Conf lasted for four years, and uh, so it was uh, it's interesting. The fact the final talk um, called Endings was by John Gruber, and he did really he did a great final talk actually. This and he did it after the announcement at the very end. Um, and he did point out that both C4 and Singleton began in their very first, um, uh, with their very first one with him giving the opening keynote. So if you want a conference that's only going to run four years, invite John Gruber to do the opening keynote and your, your <laughs> lifetime is guaranteed. Um, so he, he did a great finish off, uh, with a very lighthearted, typical, typical Gruber, um, you know, very engaging, um, just totally John with all its sort of, you know, bits of you know uh this is who i am and whatever so it's really good so when the videos come out do watch that but it was it was a great great conference and so everyone was really sad that it's ending but i i admire people who just know when they've done something when they've finished something and are not just going to push it to the very end they're just going to say this is a time and and we're moving on um although i did think from watching tweets from sunday night and maybe monday that you know they're feeling a bit of pain about all that now but they'll get over it do you think somebody's going to pick up the mantle? I mean, how many, how many, uh, you know, how many singletons, how many NS conferences do you do you think there exist in the world now? You know, well, and what I mean by that, the ones that are kind of well established, they've worked through the bugs, they're well loved, they're well respected. I mean, it's it's. I don't think it's a dozen. I think it's maybe a half dozen. And it's is as much about style as is anything else. Um, uh, you know, the type of style. There are there are there are lots and lots of conferences. Um, I think one of the uh, key aspects of Singleton, very similar. I think you know the, the ethos behind Singleton and NS Conference. Um, I'm sure the guys won't mind me saying are incredibly similar. Um, we do some of our implementation differently, um, but the the goal is is very similar. We're we're community driven conferences. In fact, it's the it's the bringing the community together, which is the whole point. And as much as we look for quality talks. As much as we understand the need for them and we, we love having them, uh, they're not the prime point of being there. The prime point of being there is, is to spend a weekend together, hang out together, um, you know, have some, uh, uh, you know, build relationships with other people in our community. And, and, that, and the thing is structured around that. Um, so one of the ways we do that is we, we are single track conferences because we make everybody go on the same journey for the weekend. You've, you all have to go through the same journey as opposed to, you know, so that now cuts out a lot of conferences that are multi-track. You've now got a, you know, there's, there's plenty of them and I'm not saying they're bad conferences because multi-track is a great format for, for different, to achieve different things. Um, so you remove it's like Now I've not been to enough. I don't know how many other single contract, um, single track conferences, are out there. Um, uh, and I think the guys at Singleton definitely saw it as a successor to C4 um, as well. And I guess if you went to C4, it had a similar style. So I am i don't know what is out there um, that can pick up the mantle that already exists. I know Canada, if you want Canada as well, Canada has NS North. Um, I've never attended NS North, um, so I can't. I, I've heard great things about it, but I've as a, never attended. I, it, I can't comment on whether it could pick up that mantle because, as I'm saying, it's it's about the feel of the conference, the atmosphere of the conference, the intentions as much as anything else. So I think you can only know if it fits that if you've ever been there, um, which is why I don't want to judge anything anyway. So whether uh, that will pick up, 
but again, it's a four conference of which there are, you know, there are some around. Um, a lot of us do it in the spring. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, there is a new conference, I think, in Philadelphia in a couple of weeks' time. be interesting to see if that picks up any traction. Uh, I think it's their first running. Um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I, I can't remember what it's called. So, uh, Coco Love, I think it's called. I think it's called Coco Love. Um, but again, Singleton was very non, in many ways, non-techy. It was far more about how you feel, far more about how you look at life as a developer, uh, even to a greater extent than NS conferences, because we still do, you know, we, we have a lot of that in NS conference, but we still do tech talks, whereas really Singleton wasn't really about tech talks in any way at all. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, uh, what picks it up. Of course, and one problem with the four conference, and a lot of people were struggling from this, um, including the three guys who run it uh, uh, this week, is, is the fall has become the release time for iOS and particularly um, OS X, and yeah, with Yosemite right on the, the verge. So actually organizing a conference and getting your product ready, ready for a major OS release don't tend to work that well together. Um so it's interesting to see, but equally the springtime, there are lots of conferences. So we don't, do we need more conferences in the spring? I don't know. I don't think so personally. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what goes on, but I just want to thank, um, Luke and Scott and Guy for, for running Singleton for the last four years. Said so I went to the last three, um, and I've had a great time at all three of them. Um, it's got better each year and you know they 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 run a great conference and you've been a great service to the industry so guys what well up well done indeed long live long live the remaining ones do you when do you have any idea when you're going to announce dates for NS conference mr scotty oh we announced dates a- months ago john there it's you the, did. it's the eight, um it's the 16th to the 18th of march 2015 in i did not know that Okay. Tickets well, tickets will me. go on sale oh, early December. Okay. So there we are. And uh, we'll announce speakers uh, when we go live with tickets in, in December. But uh, the lineup's looking pretty good. That is great. Um, so it's there. So just picking up on a couple of things from um, Singleton. One, uh, I mean, I loved every talk. Uh, they were they were all good. Um, so I'm just going to pick a couple of highlights uh, that have remained with me over it. Um, Alan Pike from Vancouver, uh, he did a session called um, Maximum Viable Product. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and he was looking at his journey uh, since he left Apple of, of being a developer and, and, and producing stuff and some of the mistakes he'd made and what was in there. And basically um, came to the conclusion, of which there was lots of, I think, agreement in the room, you know, that if you, you know, the people who can be viable in this market, um, are, are about prosumer apps, because if you're producing a prosumer app, that means someone is prepared to pay enough money for it that actually you can then produce the type of quality app that actually everyone in this industry wants to produce. And it's really hard to make money on apps that don't solve um, what I'm calling prosumer problems. So, for example, prosumer doesn't necessarily mean professional. So, it, it's something in an industry. Let's let's take photography. Might be a great example. When people have a photography as a hobby, um, they spend thousands and thousands of dollars on on kit. 
Um, and so spending an extra you know, 50 bucks or 70 bucks or 90 bucks on a, an app to help them with something to do with photography, it solves a problem for them, um, which, uh, you know, it makes them better pr productive or more creative. But it's in a place where they are going to, um, you know, be happy to spend money. Businesses will spend money solving problems. And actually your $50, $100, whatever it might be, becomes irrelevant if it solves the problem in the business. Um, and he was saying that really, if you want to be able to produce the type of apps that you, that most of the developers in the industry want to produce, which are high quality, high finish, lots of attention to detail, they're realistically your app needs to fall into that segment um, if you want a chance of surviving. Um, and, you know, and he used lots of great examples like uh, people like the Omni Group produce apps that fall into that category. Uh -huh. um, in there, yeah, with things like OmniFocus, they're, they're, they're great examples of it. Um, and uh, it, was a, it was a really interesting talk. It will come out on video, um, a message, but that, you know, that aspect of think about your product and where it fits in and how it can fit in um if you know and does that then give you the room to be the engineer you want to be because if you just if it's just about being the engineer you want to be and he gave lots of examples uh, of people who've produced great great apps that have done some great engineering and great design but they've had to stop because they just couldn't sell the darn thing enough um and and, and putting those two things together and it was with that in mind, um, I was um, just, I think, reading some blog posts or something, I can't remember what it was, on the way home uh, on the plane. And uh, I just read a, a blog post by, um, I can't remember his name now, he's Justin somebody, there'll be a link in the show notes, um, called How to Discover the Hidden Benefits of Your Products and to, to do this... Um, uh, analysis of your product really to try and work out where it fits and it's not just about the features and he took a great example of i mean this is to do not to do with prosumer but it was saying you know, uh, you know why a coffee shop so popular right now you know you used you, you can you can produce a cup of coffee um at home or you could have always in the past got crappy coffee for for virtually zero cost um, and yet people are happy to go out and pay three, four, five, maybe even higher dollars for a cup of coffee. And, you know, why is that successful? Why why is coffee successful? And it was just about, he, he just looks at how it's a bigger experience. It, it, going for a coffee, getting a coffee is a bigger experience. And he just lists things like, you know, it's a chance to get out of the office and clear his head for five minutes. So it's not just the coffee. Um, you know, the walk to the coffee shop is fresh air and exercise. Um there's some social aspect to coffee that he, he, it's a, a thing that you're going to do and there are others involved or can be involved. And even the fact if you have a local coffee shop, or maybe even relationships involved is the barista gets to know your name and stuff like that. Um, there's a ritual to it. Uh, there's the atmosphere of it. Um, and then if you go to the same place every day, so that can become a whole ownership of the experience. And he... Yeah, he's saying like he judges his cup of coffee based on all of those things, not just the cup of coffee. And uh, he almost describes it, it says, I hire my cup of coffee to do these things for me. Ah, that's a great um, way of putting it. It's the way he phrases it. And he goes, so he says, ask yourself the question, what do people hire your app to do for them? Because it will be more than 
in many ways, it will probably be more than just the physical features of the app. Um, and, and, and if you can take that journey and understand different things of that, then get a better understanding of your app, then you can create something that is a far fuller experience for your users, um, and far, and it gives you far more angles to market from because you've got this, uh, wider thing than just a list of features out there. And I thought, I thought it was a great way of, of, of um, encouraging people just to look at a wider aspect of their application. Totally. That's it. I talk for five minutes and you just say totally. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm in California. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you reading something else while I was talking and you've no idea what I've just said? No, I wasn't actually. But, but no, no, this is all serious. So sometimes when, when you're listening to somebody that you're listening to something that you totally identify, your mind just travels and finds its own, you know, ex, I think about my own app and my own work in the same way. And I, that, that particular phrase that what you hire your app to do is, is, is so it's so bang on. It's not even funny. Cool. But, but, but that's the, but that's, you know, so I'm curious, you know, since there's been much discussion about kind of, can, can the, the indie dream arrive? Can you, can you find the way that is the, you know, the engineering design work that you're proud of and, and the, you know, the ability to sell. So, okay. If it's only prosumers that do it, how many companies are out there doing it? Because it is getting to be a tiny, tiny handful Right. I mean, if, if, if Omni is one and they've been acquiring other people, Omni is kind of like almost the apple of indie developers where people go. <laughs> no, I, I think the but, point the point is that people aren't doing it um, is not because of um, there's a limit of opportunity for prosumer apps, because um, the prosumer, I think by prosumer, the word is meant to be about this has some depth to it. Um, you know, it, it, this isn't a throwaway application. Um, it has some, uh, deeper functionality. Um, but it's not just business. It's, it's for consumers. So, and I think the problem has been, um, in many ways that because of the pricing pressure that everyone feels under, um, that it's, you know, people don't produce apps that are that deep. They don't produce apps that are that full because they think I can only sell this for $3 or $5 if they really want to be really expensive. Um, and so your app is engine, what well, you know, it has all this engineering effort goes into it, but it doesn't actually go deep enough. Um, and it becomes, uh, you know, this is my interpretation. Whereas if you have an application that, actually really digs into solving a you know a, a set of or very specific problems for people who are passionate about those areas so it could be like a fishing something to do with fishing you know a fishing app people spend a fortune on on fishing um and digging in there and he's saying the problem is you need to be thinking about producing 50 dollar apps not five dollar apps and mm. therefore you need to be producing apps for people who will spend 50 dollars and then you get this opportunity to to um uh to do the engineering you want to do and the reality is in our profession um you know we are on the whole a well-paid middle-class profession um you know the lifestyles we we may not have all come from that background but the lifestyles um most of us in this profession live will be one in the uk and would be called middle class lifestyles middle income lifestyles whatever phrases fits for your country Uh um and people with middle income lifestyles 
often have expensive hobbies, um, you know, or, or but comparatively to to other hobbies that often involve lots of equipment or time or things. And you know, so we live actually as developers, we live in an environment where we spend money on things, and you know, that's an area for us as developers to really consider um, if we want to be viable. Because the word in there is not just about uh, maximum. When you say maximum viable product, it's it's not just about we're doing the complete app as opposed to just throwing something out there straight away. The word viable is just as important whichever way you go. And so it's about looking at the viability based on who you're trying to sell to and why they would give you money. Yep. Huge, huge challenge though. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it, it, I would say you, you have to then find out kind of, is there one little small thing? Because I think about when you, you mentioned photography. And so I think about something like, you know, custom filters, that type of stuff. And that's possible now. And that's something I see as, as, as a possibility where, you know, you have maybe have some, genius algorithm that can produce that can solve a problem you know for that that many photographers have and that they would happily have that in their toolkit and this and wouldn't think twice about paying for it because that's what they pay for a particular filter for example just you know an actual filter on a lens and so uh and there, there, it's you can kind of limit the scope of the app. You can think, or, or even I'm looking at Transmit. I mean, that's another app that was released recently, and I have to believe much of the code. You know, the actual engine for 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 pushing it through something that existed and and they announced it and and i i actually you know i bought it right away i don't i don't have a particular need for it right now i know that it's something i would like to but in all honesty i just i have such goodwill built up from from panic that i i i almost instinctively pressed by i actually saw a colleague of mine at our offsite who got the email and he looked at it and he tapped on and he pressed buy and so that that is a case where you know they 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 they've seized upon an opportunity for a, a prosumer experience there you know and in this particular case it's 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 essentially it's a sharing plugin with a configuration app because the the thing about about you know connecting to a, an FTP or, or an S3 you know server or whatever there you, you there's a one time kind of annoying setup where you have to type in passwords and configuration details once that's done you quick pick it from some list and then you're at this place where you you need to push a file from your device up to you know your storage spot in the cloud it's great every time you use it you think wow this is amazing and it, it was so tight to focus that there wasn't such an inordinate amount of design work that had to get done that that they couldn't afford to do it kind of to get their first release right. And this is what I was thinking about while you were, you were, you were talking about it. And, and honestly, I was thinking about memory miners. Like memory miner definitely had it as its you know ideal. There are certain people who would happily pay money for it, but there was so much work that had to get done. <clears throat> you know, there was no photos care. I had to do all this stuff and, and kind of if I had to build it again, you know, today there, it would have been, I think, a lot easier to focus on just a single thing, just a very small thing, and 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 then you can you can kind of weave your way in. I want to make something that is highly polished, that does you know appeal to people who want to pay money, but that is not such a a a long slog to get all the pieces together, adequately tested, adequately debugged, and to 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 give an adequate level of polish that people would not you know feel justified in spending what you're asking for, and that seems to be the the hardest thing to 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 you know the hardest path to you know hardest way of, of of walking forward on this type of approach so fascinating topic yeah and actually transmit was one of the apps that alan um pointed out is a great example of this you know he, mm. i think his phrase was people don't ftp files for fun 
No. But yeah, <laughs> they, they want to do it excellently and they want to do it well and it's something that's a pleasure to use. I think another app, a good example, was Acorn. Ac- mm. Acorn is a great um, example of an app that um, it found itself a home by being excellent at doing the things it needed to do, um, which was only a tiny subset of what I love the, at the time of what the big apps at the time did, but it did it well. Mm. Um, another one I will pick out is something like Sketches. Uh, sketch, sorry, not sketches. Um, you know, uh, for vector drawing again, this is, you know, it's, it's, these are the apps that are finding homes in, in, and probably fit really nicely into that prosumer. They could be professional, they could be high end consumer apps. Um, but they achieve things. And, you know, remember the argument who was, who was, who's finding opportunities to do the type of engineering we want to do as opposed to just putting crap out to make money. Um, which even that is hard. So yeah, it was interesting. Uh, there were lots of great talks, um, through it. We're sort of running out of time. So maybe I'll pick another one to talk about next week. Um, uh, and, and, and just go through another one. So rather than, than rush through them. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, it was good. So, um, the video for that will go up, um, that, uh, uh, Oh, I can't remember. I've just lost the John. I was multitasking in my head then, and it just totally went out. What of you, my head. I think, I, I think what you meant to say is, when the videos come out, buy them. Yeah, they'll be free, so you won't have to. Um, but I, that's, I've got another thing on my list which we'll talk about next week because I have a, a, a blog post and a video I'd like to talk about called "The Evils of Multitasking." Um, so remind me next week because I just show how evil multitasking is just then. <laughs> by totally screwing up because my uh, my my voice was in one place and my head was somewhere else and the two totally disconnected <laughs> so there we go so john while i recover my dignity over here tell people where they can find you on the internet well you can find me on findery as john fox and you can find me on the twitters as jembe that's d-j-e-m-b-e like the west african drum and you can find out all about my product memory miner at memoryminer.com and my name is Scotty, and you can find me on Twitter as MacDevNet. You can find my personal blog at wafflewithmeaning.com. I work for RemObjects, which you can find at remobjects.com. You can find the show notes for this show at iDeveloper.co, where you can even give us your email address, and we will send you the show notes in beautifully curated format. What more <laughs> could you want? <laughs> lovingly every css argument you know whatever declaration lovingly handcrafted in software exactly john this has been fun as always uh um and uh look forward to next week already especially as you know we're in one of those rare situations we already have something to talk about and you're a happy man this week i'm so happy to hear you happy my my smiley bouncy john is back <laughs> No, don't don't be fooled. I have my own <laughs> continuing saga with test flights. So oh. I just decided to suppress it, though. So I get miserable shit, John, back next week then. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> there we are. I will try and be happy myself next week, folks, to, to balance it out. Uh, and so not too many antidepressants are needed. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, you take care. Thank you.